up everybody welcome back championship leadership podcast this is your host nate bailey and and uh awesome conversation today i can't wait we got our guest uh cliff ravenscraft he's kind of one of the uh, original pod fathers he's been in the podcast business for a very long time but but has an amazing story that we really uh had the opportunity to dig into and he's got he's got a similar background to me uh in the insurance business a family insurance business that he he became a part of and and his story and how he he uh, moved on from that to, to, to get into really building out this podcast that he had grown in a quick amount of time, short amount of time into some success and, and how that has uh, that leapfrogged him into what he is up to and the success that he has still today. It was a very fun conversation. Cliff was an amazing guest and the, the time flew by. And so I know it will for you as well as you're listening to this podcast. For more information on, on our guest today, you can find all of uh, his social media channels, uh, although I believe he's taking a little bit of a break from social, social media. So you can find out all you need to know about Cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. And with that, I want to introduce you to the amazing, the powerful and incredible Cliff Ravenscraft. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership. And uh, I'm excited. We got Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh, from Northern Kentucky. Cliff, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Nate, I am honored to be here, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you've checked out the show a little bit. And uh, so you know that the, the first question I love to ask is the name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. What, what does that mean to you when you hear Championship Leadership? Well, I, I, I think to myself, what does it mean to be a Championship Leader? Uh, a leader who stands mm-hmm. out among the crowd is the first thing. And I would say a leader who stands out among the crowd is somebody who has gone before and done something that other people would like to accomplish themselves. Somebody mm-hmm. who's put in the hard work, uh, somebody who has probably learned a great deal of things that they've learned the hard, hard way through a, a lot of trial and error. But over time, uh, through their own successes and failures, they've made it pretty far ahead. And over time, they realize that, you know what, I could probably learn just as much if I was to just reach out to another champion leader who has gone before 
and role model from them and learn from them. And, and so it's somebody who has, who has demonstrated a desire to go after the things that they want in life and has achieved great things. And therefore, as a result of that, there are people who have come behind them. He said, I want what that person has. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that a, a leader, a champion leader is who has a trail of people behind them that says, I want what you have. That, yeah, that, I like that's that. what stands out to me. I love it. And that's kind of you in the podcast world. You, uh, you're one of the, almost one of the, uh, founding pod fathers, if you will, of this great country. Uh, uh, you've been in this game for a long time. So maybe you could just tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are and your background and what it is uh, that you're also up to today. Sure. Well, I'll give you a little quick background. And I've been telling this story for so long, I, can, I think I can shorten it quite a bit from the way I used to. So first thing to know about me is that when I was 18 years old, I had a desire to live a life of ministry devoted to God. And in 1996, that's, I was not 18 then, uh, <laughs> but, but in 1996, I got married and I felt a calling that one day I would be a full-time pastor. That, that's, that's kind of how I saw it in my mind. But I started out doing ministry on the side and I went to work in a family-run insurance agency owned by my mom and dad, which was started by my grandfather in 1937. And I worked for them and I said, they, they asked me to come in and help them with some computer stuff. I've been a tech geek since I was a kid. And I said, I will come work in the family business on two conditions. Number one, you'll never ask me to get my insurance license because I have no <laughs> desire to stay in this business forever. Yeah. And number two, uh, if I ever am offered a position as a full-time pastor, no matter how much money I, how much less money I might make, you have to be okay with me leaving. I'll have to, I, I will want your full blessing for me to go and pursue that. And they said yes to both. Well, over time, I set up all their computer stuff. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm an overpaid file clerk. I, there's nothing for me to do. I've got everything up and running. I've done all the things they've hired me to do. But now I'm, I'm just sitting around. So I went and got my insurance license. I, I, had, I was licensed to sell auto, home, business, life, health, insurance, all the different kinds of insurance yeah. you can sell. And over time, it became extremely wildly successful as a salesperson. I soaked up every sales training course you could possibly imagine. And I, I rose to the top. And uh, what, one thing led to another, very financially successful as a result of it. Yeah. The only thing is though, with that much financial success, the idea and the prospect of me leaving <laughs> that to go be a full-time pastor uh, that wasn't as appealing yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And not to mention the fact that I realized that I was doing an incredible amount of ministry through the work that I was doing as an insurance person. I was, I was helping rebuild people's homes after a disaster, paying for people's medical bills that were sick. Um, and I delivered several life insurance checks and helped put kids to go through college where if it wasn't for me who convinced them to buy that life insurance policy, uh, some, some real bad hardship. So I, I figured what I was doing was ministry. And I thought, I'm never going to leave my career as an insurance agent. And I was next in line to take over the agency. And if I would have stayed, my dad retired two years ago, I'd be making about $1.5 million a year in personal income if I owned that agency today, which yeah. was the plan. Yeah. You know, Nate, but now the listener will know that 
I do not own an insurance agency today. <laughs> so why is that? It's because in December 2005, I decided to start another hobby. I went to my wife and I said, hey, Stephanie, would you like to create a podcast with me about this TV show Lost that you've introduced me to? And <laughs> th so we were just playing around as a hobby. And before I know it, we had uh, 27,000 subscribers by our second podcast episode. Wow. And, and there's a whole lot of reasons why that is. It's unimportant to the story, except to know this, that we were doing podcast episodes related to a secular television show that talked about issues like there was a there was an episode titled all good cowboys have daddy issues uh so my wife <laughs> shares some of her stories with her daddy issues i've had daddy issues so we would just talk authentically about that yeah there was an episode called the 23rd psalm where they misquoted a scripture from the 23rd <laughs> psalm and i'm like here's here's the how the scripture actually is Here's what they said, and this is what I think it might mean to the mystery of the show. There was an episode called Tabula Rasa, the idea that you can start over with a clean slate. And we talked about you don't have to crash on an island to actually have a clean slate any and every day. So we were just sitting there talking about this stuff from our perspective. And eventually that audience grew to over 60,000 people around the world who were listening to our podcast every week. Now, they... I know some of you might actually put this on your YouTube channel as well, it looked like, but I think you have an audio podcast as well. Yes. Yep. And so for those, can you describe what I've just pulled up here and what you're seeing? Yeah, just a big file box full of papers and uh, it, postcards. And I have, I have postcards from every country on the planet. Wow. I've got thank Letters, you cards. envelopes. Yep. Thank you cards. People who have written me handwritten letters who have said, if it wasn't for you, I would have probably taken, I actually, I've had, I got three people. It says, because of you and your wife and the content that you've created, I made the decision not to take my life. Wow. I had, I have hundreds of people who reached out and said, because you and your wife and what you shared about your debt-free journey, me and our family, our, our family is debt-free today because of what you shared in your content. And so, that's just scratching the surface yeah. of the thousands upon thousands of people who are reaching out saying the, the words that you're speaking in your podcast are transforming my life. And, in, and so this all started in December, 2005 and about a year into my podcasting journey, I had launched a bunch of other shows and I had this thought that came to my mind. What would life be like if I could do this for a living instead of selling insurance? And I got to tell you, when I first thought that, I'm like, oh, man, that's the most <laughs> irresponsible thing you could ever say. I'm never speaking those words out loud. I, that, that, what am I thinking? Yeah. But the thought wouldn't go away. And so eventually I, I started to speak about it out loud. Everybody's like, well, duh, that's the obvious path that you're on. I mean, everybody, even my even the underwriters at the insurance companies that I represent, they started hearing about my podcast. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast. It's so great. <laughs> when are you going to quit selling insurance and do that full time? It's like, everybody's like, when are you going to do this full time? It's clear that this is what you're meant to do in this world. And that wasn't helping me at all. <laughs> well, yeah, right. it was helping. But yeah. eventually it got to the place where now I began to, after about 18 months, 
I began to see my work as an insurance agent as a distraction from doing the thing that I feel most called to do in this world, which is to create content and have conversations with people that entertain, educate, encourage, and inspire. And so I, I just became less and less satisfied with my work. And one thing led to another. I came home one day and my wife says, this was September, 2007. She goes, that's it. Tomorrow you're going in, you're telling your dad, you're putting in a, your, your notice, you're leaving this insurance world behind. You know wow. that you can do this full time. And I was already making between three to $5,000 a month just on the side from some sponsors for our podcast content and people were paying me to teach them how to launch a podcast. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, you're, you're making three to $5,000 a month just on the side. Just imagine if you freed up your 40 hour plus work week and put all that in, you've got this. And besides it's what God wants you to do. It's, it's who he created you to be. So I went into the office the next day, fully expecting my dad to talk me out of it. <laughs> it's like, that's the stupidest thing yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> And I, so I'm like, I had made the decision, but I, I was willing to be talked out of it. And I was going in expecting and maybe yeah. even subconsciously hoping he would talk right. me out of it. And my dad says, I've been waiting for months for you to come in and have this conversation <laughs> with me. Yeah. He goes, I think it's awesome. He says, he goes, number one, I want to let you know, you can always come back at any time. As long as I still own this agency, you can always come back. You'll always yeah. have a job here. He goes, but I'm going to tell you right now, you'll never come back. He says, he says, you know, because yeah, by the way, we had already had the legal documents in place. Like um, I would like, if anything happened to him, yeah. I would own the agency. It, it was yeah. that, it was that far ahead. He says, you know how much money you can make if you own this agency. Right. And I said, yes. He goes, I want to tell you that ultimately down the road, you will make far more money doing what you love than you would ever make here. And I can tell you right now, your heart's not here. Yeah. Yeah. And so I left uh, January 1st, 2008. I started my own business. I didn't know what I didn't know, but uh, yeah. it was the most challenging year of my life. I worked around the clock for the first nine months without a day off. Then finally took one day off by only increasing the number of hours the other six days of the week for the remainder of that year. <laughs> yeah. I paid for my CPA, paid for the health insurance for my family as an expense for the business, paid for whatever the business expenses were. But man, after one year of literally working the candle, burning the candle at both ends of the stick, I ended up making $11,000 net income that first year. Yeah. And let me just say, that's a lot less money I was, than I was making as <laughs> right. an insurance agent. Yeah, yeah. But it, so it was the most difficult, heart-wrenching, anxiety-filled, and for the first time in my life, depressing episodes up and down that I've ever, but it was, I had never been so fulfilled and excited and motivated and so absolutely certain this was the right path. Yeah. And so at the end of that year, I celebrated in the hospital where I literally had a gallbladder attack. Now this will be, this will shock you. I don't know if you know this part of my story, No. but especially for those who are watching on YouTube, I literally used to weigh almost 300 pounds. So I was about a hundred pounds more than what I weigh right now. Oh, wow. And uh, let me uh, see if I can show you this. So go here. Uh, yeah. So this right there is what I used to look like. Okay. Uh, and of course, the, I'm, for those who are 
listening to the audio only, I'm showing him a picture of a big, huge, fat, gigantic, 300 pound guy. Yep. And, uh, but anyway, so, so many things were, were great, but so many things were challenging. And I, I was just, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I was a workaholic working around the clock and stuff. And this is when I began to getting out of the hospital from that. I'm like, some things have got to change my life. It was the first time I really got into this personal development slash self-help style mm-hmm. uh, uh, material. And I found a book called 48 Days to the Work You Love by a, an author named Dan Miller. He was recommended by Dave Ramsey, which is the yeah. guy who taught me all about debt-free living. Yeah. And that just began a rabbit trail of going down and learning about Brian. Well, I already knew about Brian Tracy from the sales, but, uh-huh. but learning about other things like Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, and, and all this other stuff about mindset, managing your emotional state, and just learning through all of that. Plus, at the same time, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill taught me about the mastermind principle. And just starting to apply everything that I was learning my success went through the roof. And before I knew it, I, I built myself a business where I've personally trained, actually focused more on the income side, teaching people how to launch a podcast than I did trying to make money from the podcast that I was creating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened was I built my business to a half a million dollar a year business. I've personally trained over 40,000 people who have a podcast today. I personally trained wow. them myself. And uh, yeah, and that's what I did for over a decade. And yeah. then after a decade, I got bored. And I said, listen, I never want to teach another person what cable they need, uh, what, what, what to troubleshoot the humming sound in their podcast yeah. audio. I, th- that stuff is driving me crazy. I have so much more to offer the world than this. And, th- and basically, this half a million dollar a year business as the podcast answer man got to the place where it got ju- it was just like my insurance career absolutely super profitable i could actually i mean i could have easily turned it into a million a million half 2 million dollar a year business no yeah. problem whatsoever but zero desire and so in september 2017 i did the same thing i did in no in september of 2007 one year or 10 years later i shut down 100% of my business and relaunched a brand new pursuit, which was mindset coaching, life coaching, business career coaching. And thankfully I was able to, to replace all of that income and not take as long the second time around. So that's an overview of who I am and how I got to be where I am today. Yeah. Thank you. And it's next level mastermind. Is that correct? The coaching business? Or the yeah. I, yeah. I have a, what's called the next level mastermind. It's a group of super high performers in this world who are committed to living their best life according to who they were created to be. Never ending, never ceasing personal and professional growth and development. And the average person who joins this group usually at least doubles, if not triples their income within the first 12 months in the group. And yeah, that's, I, I focus on two groups of up to 12 people. And that's pretty much a primarily where most of my income comes from, except for the fact that I say that I'd like to have three to five one-on-one clients. And currently I have eight. So I'm a little (laughs) overbooked on that area. However, I will tell you that I make more recurring revenue today than I've ever made before in my life. I, I make about seven to $10,000 more per month than what we need to live a very lavish lifestyle, which means that I'm going to be investing 
at the highest level that I've ever been investing before. And I've worked it out to where I only work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And in the year 2020, the year of COVID-19, I have not lost a single client and I have never worked on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday in 2020. That's awesome. That's an incredible story. And I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I, I was in the insurance business myself for 14 years, was an independent insurance brokerage and uh, started it from scratch. But, but I can relate to that story of uh, yeah, a successful business, but uh, did not excite me in the morning when I woke up, that's for sure. And so uh, kind of a similar path of you know, getting rid of something that was really doing pretty well for me to, to go start this other thing that I'm doing today. So, uh, appreciate you sharing that and lost. I can remember I was deployed, but I remember that show being a big hit and a, and a big deal and so well, so well done, but it's uh, pretty awesome to hear that you did a podcast just around that. Yeah. Um, we, brings we, back did some it, memories. we did that podcast for six years and I think there was like 260 episodes that we did. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, let's, uh, I know you've touched on it a little bit, but you know, who are some of the, I would imagine your father being one of these, but uh, championship leaders in your life that have really impacted you and, and more so like, what is it about them? What are some of the characteristics that really stand out uh, to you from some of these folks that have made that impact on you? Well, my, my, you're, you're right. My dad is obviously one of them. And I, what I most got from him was this diehard devotion to, to putting all of your effort and energy into whatever work it is you choose to do. One of my favorite things. So I gave a 90 day notice when I quit the insurance office and right around December, I started freaking out really bad. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? And I'm (laughs) like, and so a a bunch of friends of mine, they said, why don't you just talk to your dad and see if you can't work it out to where you work in the insurance office three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you, you work on your business Tuesday and Thursday and on the weekends. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, he's going to definitely go for the, he says, no, he says either you, you, you can't serve two masters. You either go all in on your business or you give it up and go all in here. But there is no half in any or, either or the other. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you give it everything you got. So I, that's one thing that really stood out to me he, he is just, you got to give it your all. You, you yeah. can't give it anything less. So I love that. I, I got that from him. Then the other people, the other leaders, the champion leaders in my life, Dan Miller is definitely one of them. It was his book that helped me understand that it's okay to make a living and actually do something that you love and uh-huh. make a great living. Believe it or not, my entire insurance career, until I started selling term life insurance and teaching people how to invest the difference, which was only in the, re, like, maybe the last four or five years of my career as an insurance agent. I really loved selling life insurance and educating people on on buying term invested difference. That's really where I felt like I had my greatest value for my clients. But that was only 30% of the work that I did. So I hated 70% of the work that I did. And so I made lots of money and I hated pretty much most of what I did. And so, and when I think back, I, I didn't realize this until I uh, read Dan Miller's book, but I had this limiting belief that the more you hate what you do, the more you should get paid to do it. And so if, if we go back to something I alluded to earlier, uh, in 2008, I told you I worked around the clock, 14, 16 hours a day, sometimes a little bit more, 
seven days a week without a day off for the first nine months. And yeah. then only took one day off. But at the end of the year, I only made $11,000 net income. Why is that? It's because I had operated under the fact that nobody ever really is going to pay you to do something that you love. This, this should be your hobby. No, I'm not going to pay yeah, you to do right. your hobby. And so I had this limiting belief. And back then I had a hard time, like uh, the thought of charging somebody $50 an hour for something that comes so naturally to me. Yeah. And then I remember, I, I, I remember how excited I was when I raised my rate to $95 an hour. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so it, I didn't realize, so it was Dan Miller's message of it's okay. Not only is it okay, but you're actually, you should follow, you should, you should only do work that you love because you'll be more excellent at it. What I didn't realize when I read Malcolm Gladwell's book called Outliers, he talked about the 10,000 hour rule that you yeah. actually become so freakishly awesome at doing something that people know you by just your first name alone. That, that happens when you've devoted 10,000 hours to that craft. I had already in such a short period of time invested more than 10,000 hours in the area of podcasting. Yeah. And it's because I loved it. And yeah. with that much practice in my skill, I was far more valuable than any books that you could read on a subject. It, it, it's, I was far more valuable and more knowledgeable in the area of podcasting than I ever was in insurance. And I, and I was pretty good in insurance, but yeah. I was ne you would have never kept, caught me at night or on the weekends reading a book about insurance. Dan Miller is definitely a, a, a champion leader and he became a close personal friend and a client of mine. Uh, and then uh, it was Dan Miller who introduced me to Michael Hyatt, uh, one of the most popular blogger, business bloggers uh, on the planet. And he instantly became a very close personal friend of mine and a client. And he's been a mentor to me. And just, I can't even begin to tell you the number of times he and I have sat down over a, a dinner and he's just asked me three questions. And in three questions, it can transform the entire approach that I take to life after that. So just a transformational leader uh, there. And it was, uh, Michael Hyatt wrote the book, Platform, Getting Noticed in a Noisy World, which was a New York Times bestseller. He and his business partner at the time, Ken Davis, launched a conference and they invited me to speak at the very first one ever. And then I was invited back to speak at all of their additional conferences that they held called the Platform Conference. And that's how I got to know Ken Davis, who is uh, a, a personal communications expert. He's taught people the dynamics of communication for over 35 years. And he is a full-time Christian comedian who has filled stadiums in tens of thousands of people. And it was actually meeting him through that partnership with, Ken, or with Michael Hyatt that Ken Davis became a close personal mentor of me, mine in the area of communication, public speaking. And then one night after seeing me on his stages like every six months and there was a part of my journey when I dropped 40 or 50 pounds. And then the next time they sell me, I gained it all back and stuff. And, and Ken says, Cliff, I want to tell you about my own fitness and health journey. And if, if you'd like, I'd, I'd like to offer to personally mentor you in the area of health and fitness. And this was November, 2014. And as a result of his leadership in my life, I made a commitment uh, in November, 2014 to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life a commitment that I still live up to this day, more than six years later. And, or is it six years later? You do the math. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, yeah. it'll be six yeah, years yeah. this November. Yeah. So work out six days a week, every week. And I've dropped a hundred pounds, put on over 20 pounds of muscle. And that's just another area of my life. So if the, the championship leaders, my dad, Dan Miller, Michael Hyatt, Ken Davis, those are the four that are, those are the ones that stand out on the top of my mind. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. And you know, it's just so, so important to have those people in your life. And obviously, uh, as you've shared, just the impact that it's, that it's made through those relationships that we have when we're open to it. So I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. What's, what's the impact that you want to make? What's, what's the vision for you as a championship leader? I think championship leaders have great vision and courage to take action on that. Um, obviously you have courage to take action when you know it's time to make a move. You've, you've kind of shared that already in your story, which a lot of people struggle with and really have a hard time doing that for, uh, I suppose, a multitude of reasons, but what's what, short term, maybe even just what's, what's the impact in the, and the vision that you have for yourself and what you're doing currently today, uh, over maybe even just the next five years. Well, one thing I can tell you is that I've gained a lot more clarity over the last and over the past year of my life. And it, and this clarity hit me way before COVID-19 ever hit the scene. Crazy thing is, is it was ah, such a blessing that I, I realized this before I did. So when I left my when I shut down my podcast coaching consulting business and decided to go full-time into professional coaching, I made the decision that I was first going to launch my paid mastermind group. And then I was already doing some live paid workshops and stuff like that, which were incredibly profitable. But then I had this vision and I still have this vision of doing stadium events like Tony Robbins does. Tens of thousands of people in the stadium. I'm like, I want that. And not only that, but I feel like that's a part of my future. Well, the only Uh thing is, is I made it like this big, huge goal and I got, became very public about it. And I launched a conference and you can go check it out. Freethedreamconference.com, I think. Yeah, freethedreamconference.com. I was watching, and, I think you have on your website, you have a, a, a video from a, a talk from that, that I was just watching prior to this. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and so I, I began the process. I'm like, okay, I, I know, I know I'm not going to do a stadium event right out of the gate, but I am going to start my own conference and I'm going to go all in. If you, even, if you go to cliffravenscraft.com and just see the clip of the video, you'll see that I went all out on production. Yeah, and invested over $60,000 in that conference the first year and the second year. And the first two years that I did it, it was not profitable, but it still achieved so many of the goals. Number one, I, incre- I uh, had the most incredible speakers you could possibly imagine. I spoke seven times both years. Uh, the transformational message, the people who attended that event each year their lives have never been the same since. People are achieving dreams they never thought possible. And I've had people from four different countries travel to this event. People who have never left their own country of origin ever traveled for one weekend to come to this event. So, so many huge things. But man, it, financially, it just was not, it, I, I, I did not figure out the marketing side of this thing. Yeah, right. So, um, but anyway, I, I got, it's just so funny that, I had Michael Hyatt say, hey, Cliff, would you like to go out to dinner? And he bought me a steak dinner down in Nashville, in the Franklin, Tennessee area. And uh, he asked me some powerful questions. He said, Let me, would you like an outside perspective on your desire to fill stadiums with tens of thousands of people and, and the way you're going about it? And I said, sure. 
And he, and he says, let me ask you this. Why are you doing the Free the Dream conference? I said, well, one, I have this vision. And, you know, I, I believe this is something. Whether or not I'm supposed to create it or it's going to be handed to me, I have no idea. But I figured, why not just go for it? Because I, I figured that that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Number two, um, I, I want to have an incredible amount of impact and influence in this world. I want to transform the lives of as many people as possible. And I said, I'd be lying if I didn't say there was probably a little ego in it, you know, a little significance that I, I'd, I'd like to be known, you know, roll into town and say, yeah, these people came here for me. So I, sure. I'd be lying if I didn't say, if I, if I said that wasn't some part of it, but I honestly believe it's not the biggest part of it. He says, great. He goes, let me ask you this. How much Im- impact and influence do you think you had on the lives of the people who came to the Free the Dream conference last year? And I said, well, I, I said, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I could tell you some stories and he says, I, I don't need you to. He says, you had it here in my hometown. I know many people who attend. I've heard the stories and I have no doubt whether or not you had an impact and influence. How much did you have? But let, before you answer any further, let me ask you this. You've had these small group workshops in your next level studio. We built an entire training space in my home when we built our dream house. And I've had 14 people who've paid $2,000 a piece to come to a one and a half day workshop that I've taught here. He goes, you've had these workshops. He says, let me ask you this. The other question, he goes, how profitable was Free the Dream? And I said, well, here's how much money I lost on Free the Dream. (laughs) And he goes, okay. So he, he says, you've had these one and a half day workshops completely sold out. One and a half days. How much impact and influence did you have with those 14 people compared to the 87 people that came to your Free the Dream conference? I said, there's hands down, it, far more impact and influence with the 14 people. They, they actually were in our home. They, they got to meet my wife, my kids. They actually sat at our dinner table. You know, it's, it's like small group interaction. Everybody got personal attention. So you're saying in the smaller setting, you had more impact, more influence in the lives of those attended. How profitable was that compared to, oh, far more profitable. It's like <laughs> off the charts. Yeah. Because, because now you've got this mastermind group and you got these people. And by the way, they're paying $2,250 a month to be in my mastermind group. He says, so you got these people, they're meeting with you 52 weeks out of the year, plus you're doing one-on-one coach. How much impact and influence do you have in those 20 to 24 people in your next level masterminds compared to those? Other? I said, there's no way, it, there is no comparison the amount of impact and influence in their, their lives is off the charts. Because how much, pro, how much, how profitable is that? Well, it's the most profitable thing I've ever, he goes, hmm. And so, so he didn't say anything. He says, no, yeah. he goes, Cliff, who do you think is the, in, in all of history, who is the most one person who's had more impact and influence on the planet in all existence? And I said, well, they, they separate the calendar by him. So before Christ and after Christ, I would say it's probably Jesus. He goes, Jesus never avoided crowds of the thousands. So I don't think you should either. But where do you think that he spent most of his time? And and, and it became very clear. It's like, hmm. And so it, it took about two to six weeks to process that conversation. And it became very clear that I was going to stop growing my conference business. In fact, I was going to shut it down for a season. So I was already Uh thinking about shutting down Free the Dream before COVID-19 hit. Okay. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to put all of my time, effort, and energy 
into the existing clients in my next level mastermind. I'm going to take on a handful of one-on-one coaching clients. And in 2020, that's going to be my focus. All of that was decided six months before COVID-19 became a thing we ever knew about. That's awesome. That's incredible. And uh, yeah, great timing as well, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it comes again, you know, just being open to, to those other people that are willing to not necessarily tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear and uh, give you that different perspective. And obviously you weren't completely tied to it. Otherwise you wouldn't have been willing to hear. And Oh, that's right. Did I, I just realized I failed to answer your question. You said, you know, what's your big dream? My, my big dream is to have impact and influence in the lives of people. Yeah. And I thought for a while that the next obvious thing is to do that at the biggest scale, the large thing. Yeah. But yeah. my big dream, my big vision is just to do, to be, to, to completely never lose sight of who I am and why I'm here. And who I am and why I'm here is to serve others, to have impact and influence in people's lives, to help people break free from limiting beliefs or any behavior that's holding them back from living the life for which they were created. Which, by the way, remember when I told you it was eight, when I was 18 years old, I yeah. said, I feel called to live a life of Christian ministry. Yeah. And I, I may not be the head pastor of a church today, but I'm incredibly well paid. And I can tell you right now, I have way more impact and influence in the lives of the people that I serve than I could have ever dreamed having as a head pastor of a church. Yeah, you're absolutely doing that right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I love it. Thank you. As we start to wrap this up, what are the one or two things that if, um, if, you, if the listeners were to implement today in their life would help move their life forward today if they were to go and apply it? Um, what would those be? Stop living your life on autopilot is the number one thing. I want, uh, have you, let me ask you this question and and I'll ask you, Nate, and the listener can ask themselves this. Have you ever been uh, used to driving to work or some location on a consistent basis? And you've, the first time you ever drove there, it's like, oh my gosh, what street, you have to pay attention to everything. But then all of a sudden there comes a time where you're like, this is something you do every day or several times a day blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden now you realize that I just drove all the way home and I don't even remember half of the turns that I made. Yeah, I, don't totally. remember, yeah. I don't remember turning my turn signal on once. I don't remember being on that stretch of highway. I don't remember a single stoplight that I stopped at. I just like, I left, the, I, I left that place 25 miles down the road and I'm here 25 miles later and I have no recollection of how I got here and I just drove here. That is called autopilot. You are living your life in a hypnotic rhythm. And this is the truth that we are all living our lives, a majority of it, hypnotized. And I would say, wake up and start consciously being aware of the activities that you're doing on a daily basis. And don't do anything just because you've always done it ask yourself this question every moment of the day. What am I focused on? What does it mean? And what action am I intentionally going to choose in this moment to rather than what I've been programmed to do and what I've done in the past? Your past does not have to equal your future. You have to wake up and stop living life on autopilot. That's the biggest thing I would recommend. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, I appreciate you and coming out today and sharing your story and, and, uh, for the listeners here. 
what are some ways we can find out more about your, your mastermind group and the coaching uh, business that you have? Don't worry about the mastermind group or my coaching business. They're both currently full. However, what I will do is I would recommend that you, you watch the opening keynote address to my Free the Dream conference, which you can find over at MindsetAnswerMan.com slash free. Again, that's MindsetAnswerMan.com slash free. If you go there, there's a 90-second video clip that you can watch. And I promise you, if you watch that, you'll want to watch the full one hour. And you, give, you put your name and email address in there. And, and trust me, I'm not a great internet marketer, so you're not going to get a ton of follow-up <laughs> emails from me. But uh, anyway, just put your name and email address in there. Watch the one-hour video. Yeah. It'll teach you how to break free from any of the limiting beliefs that are holding you back from your dreams. I can attest to that. I've, uh, like I said, I've been watching it as well and, and did that, and, and it's incredible. So you definitely go do that and check that out. Thank you, Cliff, for being here. I really do appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Nate. It's been an honor. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Cause the marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, Bailey.